Howdy folks, welcome to episode 66, recorded immediately after episode 65, because I had some shit to say, but it was a different topic, so it made sense to spread them up. And to be fair, if you're listening to this at a different time to episode 65, then, well, I don't know what to say to you, like, (laughs) that bit won't make sense, but that's what happened. (laughs) Hello, how are you? Welcome back to the Moyes Health Podcast, and in this particular episode, we're going to be touching on a fundamental part of fat loss, which is NEAT and activity. Now, if you go back to a number episode, I cannot remember, but I will find it out while I'm talking to you because men can apparently multitask. Um, We spoke in episode... (laughs) This is going well so far. I should actually cut this out, but you know what? Maybe it's funny for you guys to actually listen to the crap that goes on behind the scenes when it comes to me going, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Right. Okay behind the scene talk i paused it (laughs) episode 47 i spoke about the simple science of fat loss and i went in depth for anybody that is looking for the simplistic and true scientific approach behind fat loss reducing body fat etc so if you haven't listened to that episode this one won't make sense well a lot of it won't make sense so go and listen to episode 47 the simple science of fat loss, uh, and this will make a lot more sense. But the reason why I'm going to delve a little bit deeper into this particular topic today, and particularly down the avenue of your neat and your steps in particular, is because people blur the line. They blur the line between getting their steps done, getting out walking, and actually the point of neat. Now, if you are going, I'm going to get my steps done, and you put on your trainers and you get out and you go for a walk. It is no longer neat. It is eat. It's exercise. It's formal exercise. You have made a decision to go and do some exercise to increase your activity. You're missing the point. Neat is designed to be something which is autonomous. It's your daily activity. It's not your steps. It's not your formal walk that you go on every day. And this is a mistake that I made years ago. It's about your daily activities, how much you move over the course of the day. Now, where people tend to go wrong is that, and again, speaking from experience here, those of you that have been following me long enough will know that I did this myself. Getting up and going for a walk every day or going out every single day with the sole purpose of I'm going to get my steps in. It's great. You're burning calories. You're getting some fresh air. It's good for your head, etc. But The problem with it is, is it's a specific time, it's a specific commitment, and therefore it's formal exercise. You are having to set aside the time to do it. You're not eloping it into day-to-day life, you know. It's not like you're doing it on the school run, because that's different. You're going to be doing the school run anyway. The whole idea of NEAT is it's your daily activity, which is just autonomous, just stuff that goes on behind the scenes, be it within your job, be it within your routine, etc. The moment you make it a formal thing, which is optional, you know, I don't have to go for a walk right now, is the moment you're setting yourself up to fail. Because going for a specific walk simply to get your steps done is, like I said, classed as formal exercise. And the reason why you're potentially setting yourself up to fail is because it's something that can be dropped. It's something which you are consciously making the decision to do. You are going out to do your steps, going out to do specific exercise. So what happens when the weather goes to shit? What happens when you can't be bothered anymore? What happens when you're not motivated anymore? What happens when you don't want to anymore? Now, you guys will remember from what I spoke about in the Simple Science of Fat Loss that your NEAT, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, is a huge part 
of your daily caloric burn. So if you're getting a huge amount of your steps, if not the majority, from formal exercise and the rest of your day is very sedentary, then what do you think is going to happen when you're not getting those walks done anymore? When you don't feel like it anymore, you're bored of the route or you're tired or it's cold, it's wet, etc. What do you think is going to happen to your daily caloric burn then? And this is the mistake that people make. They put far too much emphasis on their daily activity, thinking they must do 10,000, 12,000 steps per day to achieve their goal. It's a fallacy. It's an important part of your goal, yes. But when we go to the priority of what you need to focus on, first and foremost, it is the calories that you're consuming and, of course, the integrity of that data. But let's put Let's imagine integrity is 100%. You know, you're honest. Everything's being tracked. Let's push that to one side for a second. The calories you consume are the most important part. We must account for all the calories consumed because your daily activity needs to be something which becomes habitual and most importantly, subconscious and autonomous. It needs to be something that you don't think about. Case in point, back in the day, I used to get up and go for a walk and do my walk talks every single morning to get a decent amount of activity done. Because going from a very physical on the gym floor personal trainer to then going into an online coach, obviously my activity reduced, my daily caloric burn reduced. Therefore, switching over, I needed to compensate things. How did I compensate for it? Well, short-sightedly, I've committed to go for a walk most mornings of the week. It was lovely. Birds chirping, sun rising, peace and quiet. It was beautiful. But it didn't last. And so the whole time I was doing it, great. I had a decent caloric burn. Life is good. But I will say, by getting up and going for that walk, I reckon I was a little bit more sedentary during the day because I had done the walk. Therefore, I justified it. Oh, I can chill out for a little bit now because... I've done my walk this morning. Therefore, it wasn't a 100% gain, if you will, from going for that walk because by going for the walk, I actually was less active. I had to consciously make the decision to get my steps done, striving for 10, 12,000 every single day as an average, which may look great on paper, but it's flawed because it's something I didn't keep up, something that I didn't keep doing. And therefore, because of that, I didn't elope it into my day-to-day life. It was something that was optional because I was purely heading out that door to go for a walk to get the steps done. Because it wasn't something that I kept in my routine, the moment it fucked off, my caloric burn went through the floor. However, because of not adjusting my eating habits, not adjusting the calories I was consuming, I had then taken what was maintenance calories on a decent level of calories. You know, I was eating a decent amount to maintain my weight because I had that activity there. What ended up happening was when the activity reduced because I wasn't doing the walks anymore and I was still eating the same amount, I ended up in a calorie surplus. Body fat was gained. So, from experience, personally, and from the people I coach, because again, Not perfect, folks. It's all about learning as you go along. Your steps, your daily activity, your need, needs to be subconscious. It needs to be autonomous. Now, I'm not saying that you can't start your journey as being a a sloth, (laughs) incredibly sedentary, barely moving. But we've got to look at the ways in which you can move more in day-to-day life and sustainably keep that up because it's a means to an end as opposed to formal exercise. Now, let me give you a good example. Nowadays, I park further away from the classes that I do. Not only because the place that I tend to do the classes, 
there were some little riffraff with the kids around there so I didn't really like parking my car nearby but the beauty of it as well was that I got some extra movement done simply by parking further away from where I worked. Therefore, every single time I do a class, not only am I pacing up and down the hall, checking people's form, making sure everybody's doing okay, and demonstrating, of course, the exercises, but by walking to and from the hall, none of this is conscious. All of it is a case of, this is where I park, this is how I get to my work, and this is what I do. Also, same rule goes for the school run. Do the school run twice every single day. Park down the road, sometimes closer to the school, sometimes further away, but every single day, I get plenty of steps done. I also get plenty of DIY done, cutting the grass, washing the car, etc. All of these things over the course of the week add up to give me a healthy average steps of 7,000. Now, you might then go, hang on a minute, mate. 7,000, that's not 10,000. You're 3,000 short every single day. That's a lot of steps you're not doing. However, the point of this is that 7,000 steps that I'm doing without even thinking about it. I just live my life and I get 7,000 steps done every single day as an average. Therefore, if I align my maintenance calories with 7,000, then I'm all good to maintain. If I use 7,000, you know, light to moderate level of activity, is I, if I use that as a guide, then I'm never going to find myself in calorie surplus territory, or it's going to be difficult to find myself in calorie surplus territory, because all of these behaviors are things that are going to happen anyway. Even if I'm not enthused to go for a walk, I'm still going to park where I park. I'm still going to walk to the classes because I've got to get to work. I'm still going to walk to drop the kids off because the kids need to go to school. I'm still going to get the grass cut because the grass needs cutting. I'm still going to get the car washed because the car needs washing. I'm still going to get the DIY done because the DIY needs doing. My point is, all of these behaviours will be habitual. They will all be autonomous because they need doing for reasons other than Moisey needs to get some steps done, Moisey needs to burn some calories. Should I wish to enter a caloric deficit? One, because I'm doing a reasonable amount of activity every single day. I can simply control that with calories and not have to massively deprive myself because my activity level is pretty decent, pretty moderate. So therefore, I don't need to go on fucking poverty calories to achieve a level of fat loss that I'm happy with each and every week. Also, if I decided that I wanted to bring in some additional formal exercise in the form of bringing the walks, etc. back in, then I could. That would then increase my caloric burn, giving me a little bit more wiggle room. But the whole time doing it, knowing that I, what I was doing was a means to an end. It was something which is temporary. Where people go wrong is they confuse NEAT with EAT. They confuse non-exercise activity thermogenesis with exercise activity thermogenesis. In layman's terms, they confuse daily autonomous activity and the calories burned through that with calories burnt through formal exercise. So my advice to all of you to simplify what I'm going on about here is find what your level of activity is in your normal day-to-day -day life. Just by living your life without even thinking about getting steps done, how many steps do you average over the course of the week? From that point, we can then build upon it by looking at your daily routine and looking at ways to increase your movement, like parking further away, walking to the school run, etc. All of these things will make a big, big difference when it comes to sustainable movement because it's the sustainable movement which will not only help you achieve far easier, but it's also going to mean that you sustain and maintain what you've achieved far easier. 
Nobody wants to lose the body fat and then regain it. If we then focus on bringing in additional activity, additional exercise, then we place that in the form of formal exercise, something which you're choosing to do. This is why, for example, having a dog that you walk on a regular basis is a really beneficial way of getting your steps done because the dog needs a fucking walk. I don't care if it's raining. I don't care if it's windy. You've got to go for a walk with the dog because the dog needs his exercise. But I I digress. My point is activity, daily activity, your steps should fundamentally be based on your activity autonomously. If you are a lazy fucker, you will soon see that in your activity tracker. Without all that formal exercise, you will soon realize how much of a lazy fucker you are by looking down and seeing a thousand, two thousand steps per day. And then you can make changes to the way that you're living your life. Because make changes to the way that you're living your life and everything becomes autonomous. You don't even have to think about it. You just park at the back end of the supermarket because I don't want my doors dinged and this is just where I park. You're not thinking, I'm going to get some steps done. Because every single time you're thinking, I'm going to get my steps done, you are setting yourself up to fail because you are consciously focusing on it. Therefore, it's not an autonomous, habitual thing. And therefore, it's destined to fail and can easily be dropped at any moment's notice. As I said, I can't drop the school run. I can't drop, you know, parking further away from the classes. There might be the old class that I drive to, but most of the time I'm going to park there for reasons other than get some fucking steps done. Focus when it comes to your deficit, when it comes to the impact, the calories you consume, and most importantly, I know I glazed over this earlier, but the integrity of that data. Most people don't achieve and aren't seeing results because they're fucking lying to themselves. Maybe consciously, maybe subconsciously, but the net result is the same. They're consuming more calories than they are accounting for. So they're looking at their MyFitnessPals, they're looking at their NutriChecks, and they're going, yeah, look at me, I'm smashing my goals. Why the fuck aren't I dropping? And nine times out of 10, it's because you ain't logging everything. And what you are logging, you're not logging accurately. So going back to episode 65, a little bit of obsession might be a good idea in that area. But make no mistake, folks, steps and your daily activity is incredibly important to increase not only your caloric burn, but to make sure that the goal and what you achieve is sustainable to keep everything you've achieved. But don't do it through formal exercise in the form of going for walks, etc., because they are destined to fail. Whether it's climate, whether it's season, whether it's illness, whether it's busy, whether it's work, it doesn't matter. If what you are doing is a conscious decision, it is destined to fail. Therefore, make sure that you base your daily activity first and foremost on your life and autonomy in your life. Look at ways you can increase your activity within day-to-day life for reasons other than getting steps done, burning calories, etc. And that's going to be far more sustainable and therefore far more successful than I'm going to get up and go for a walk every single morning. Trust me, been there doesn't last. Now, obviously, we've not touched on formal exercise too much. And in my opinion, formal exercise shouldn't really be ever used as a caloric burner. And the reason I say that is because, A, what I mentioned previously, going for a walk to simply get your formal exercise in because you're going for a walk. For most people, and I must stress that, is going to be fluctuating and potentially unsustainable. Most people, unless you are of a certain age or a certain, I suppose... 
the way you live your life, I guess, is probably the best way of putting it. You're probably not going to sustain going for a walk once the goal is said and done or the enthusiasm for the goal has waned. But exercise is a beneficial tool for psychological reasons. It's a beneficial tool for physical health reasons. Going for a walk is great for your cardiovascular fitness. But I wouldn't necessarily base your caloric goals on going for a walk. If you are the kind of person that you are going to walk multiple times a week because you choose to, because that's what you enjoy and that's your form of exercise, then brilliant. But I wouldn't necessarily use that to give you more calories. I instead, especially if you're on the road to a deficit, if you're you know still looking to lose body fat, I would see it as a way of increasing your caloric burn and it's a bonus. Extra calorie burn, bigger deficit, job done. I would base your deficit goals around your normal activity level. And so this is where, like I said, people miss the wood through the trees. Yeah, you might be getting your steps done, but how long are you going to keep getting your steps done? For me, 7,000 steps averaged each and every week, week in, week out, is far more powerful than doing weeks of 10, 12, 15,000. But then there's the odd week where I hit 6,000. The odd week where I hit maybe 5,000, because again, my job is pretty sedentary. We are a victim of circumstance when it comes to what we do with our careers, with our jobs, etc. As I said, I used to fucking lose weight on the back or the high end of 3,000 calories per day. And it was because I was so bloody active in my jobs. And jobs being the key word there, there were two, three, in fact. But that's not my life anymore. And so I have to adjust my expectation. I have to adjust my numbers i have to adjust what i do based upon the way my life has changed i can be more active i can choose to add additional movement into my life additional steps walks etc but i don't want to it's about quality of life as well i want the ability to put my feet up i want the ability to chill out and if i start going overboard with the things that i add in then i've missed the point so you might very well be listening to this while out for your walk Great. Love the fact you're walking. Love the fact you're getting exercise done, getting air in your lungs, getting calories burnt, physical movements being done. Brilliant. But do yourself a favor for the future and just think about what is your activity level without your formal walks. If you're walking to work, brilliant. That's probably something you can keep doing. But what about when it gets darker, when it gets colder, when it gets wetter? Think about a sustainable level of movement you can do regardless of climate, regardless of temperature, weather. Think about what your day-to-day movement truly looks like when you're not thinking about it. And that's your baseline. Then there are ways you can improve upon it. Like I said, not going to go down the same things again, but there's so many different ways you could be more active in day-to-day life. Simply by looking after your home is a great way of being more active. If you're looking around your house and you're thinking, fuck, you know what this place could do with being cleaned more often, then brilliant. There's a great way of increasing your daily activity. Commit to clean your home two times a week instead of one. And therefore, you're going to burn more calories in day-to-day life. And forgetting that side of things, you're going to get a cleaner home. So it's win-win. You're doing it for purposes other than just getting steps done and burning calories. Same thing goes for your, your bed sheets. You may not change them very often. Why not increase the frequency of which you change them? If anybody has changed a bed sheet on a double bed, you'll soon realize that it's a fucking workout. <laughs> so there's an option for you as well. Can you park further away at work? Can you take the stairs instead of the lift? Can you park further away in the school run? 
There are so many different ways that you can approach this. And that's what you need to focus on. Be more active in day-to-day life. Have some formal exercise, and that formal exercise can be walking. But make sure that your numbers are based primarily on your day-to-day movement simply from living your life. And that's it. Folks, thanks for tuning in. I hope you've taken something from this one. Because like I said, this is something that even little old me missed the wood through the trees on years ago and committed to a level of activity that was just unsustainable. It's great for a temporary circumstance as long as you accept the fact that it's a temporary circumstance. But if you truly want to be successful, not just in achieving the goal, but also in maintaining the results, it's a good idea to just be a little open-minded in terms of it's your daily activity that you do without even thinking about it that's key. And you know you've got it right when you barely look at the steps on your watch, but then when you look at your weekly traces, you can see that you're averaging a decent amount. I barely look at the steps on my uh, my Apple Watch anymore. I tend to just look at the time and the steps. I might glance at them every now and then, but I know I'm hitting my steps just by the way that I live my life. And that's what I'd encourage you guys to do too. Remember, accept the things you cannot change. Have the courage to change the things you can and the wisdom to know the difference. Make sustainable changes. Make changes that become habits, that become autonomous, and you'll be fucking successful in pretty much everything you do. Toodles, folks. Toodles.